0: Here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Even Rush Network. Viewers' discretion is advised. Uh.
1: We are another weekend. This is crazy and amazing. It's like it just be like it's almost like a Wake up and it's another show, right? We are loved with Molly and Joe, along with my brother Zachariah, our co-host for this season. Um, my God, we're here. We're still here. We're still doing it. We still love what we're doing. We're still coming up with more and more information and such. And that's what's amazing about what we're doing here. Um. Of course we have our topic of the day. And what's our topic of the day? We um topic of the day is the causes and effects of emotional independence. What's that? 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 I don't know what that is. What was the that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that was that was that that was that um what's that? That 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 dead air or whatever they call it or what have you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uncomfortable silences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Nah, we don't need those in in the land of radio, right? That's not. You're not good. at all. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not good. Hey, that's right. a
2: dope. Oh. That's a dope digital shirt you got
1: on. Yo, I don't even know why the shirt is doing this. Like, oh, you know why? I know why. The shirt is green. How about it's that? A, it's it's hmm.
2: a it's a Matrix shirt.
1: The shirt is green. Yes, 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 yes. Actually, I like it. I don't know. It seems. It seems weird. It seems out yeah. of ordinary. But of course, you know, we um topic of data, to cause effects of emotional independence. Um, paying homage. Of course, we have three, three, three new people. We always mm-hmm. try to have. We always try to have different people. Although we might double back every now and again. But hey, it is what it is. Right. Um, and then of course, current events, there's a lot going on when you talk about COVID, when you're talking about our national um, politics and stuff like that, our local politics and such. So, um, what we're going to do is we're going to do what, Hey, Joe, talk to us. Matter matter of fact, hold on, time out. Joe hasn't been with us for a while, right, Zach? Yeah.
2: Uh, he, he was here just, uh, he's been off and on. We missed him. We missed him last week,
1: right? So that's where that's where I'm throwing off right here. You know what I'm saying? I usually come on, but I'm like Joe hasn't been here. So you know what? Joe, kick kick us off, Joe. Go ahead, man.
3: All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We go. We talked about the today's show. We talked about the topic of the day, paying homage our current events, the platforms that we are on. You must follow us on Amazon Music, Pandora, Stitcher, Pod Chaser. Tune in, Reasons Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Anchor.FM, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iMixCloud, iTunes Podcast, theEveningRushNetwork.com, and also on the Evening Rush Network app, which is available on iOS and Android. All right. Joe, what's been up to, man? Nice now, to I nice. am a victim of the uh. COVID clan. So I will tell you that I'm just recovering from COVID-19. I'm pretty sure it was the Amaricon variant because the Amarion. The Amarion, as 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 most yeah. of us say, the Amarion variant. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it you know, I'm recovering from it. I'm feeling a lot better than I did last week this time, I tell you that. But it's at the point right now like we were talking about earlier. It's going to get to everyone. You know, and I think the quicker we get this over with, the quicker we can go
1: on and move on to what we have to do on live, you know? What you been up to, Zach? Talk to me, Zachariah. Uh, just uh, looking
2: into this uh NFT thing right now. I don't know if y'all heard about what's going on in the virtual world. I right,
1: um, heard a little bit. I'll yeah. give us a little brief a little something about it.
2: Well, it started out as a place for artists to sell their work digitally, and it's taken off into a whole new realm now. You have musicians and and, um, musical artists that are actually creating album covers with music attached to it now. Uh, There's just people selling artwork, digital art, music, all in the NFT world. Pretty soon it's going to actually Travis Scott has an NFT where you could be playing Fortnite and the game will pause and and turn into a concert. And he'll come out and perform like a four to eight minute concert in the middle of your game and you have no say so. And then poof, you're back to playing again. So there's all kind of things going on with what they're doing. They're going to eventually have an entire digital world where people are going to be living. To get a good concept of it. Watch the movie Ready Player One. That's going to show you what it's going to be like in the future with the virtual world. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, I've seen that movie, and I'm pretty, you know, I, I, I like sci-fi like that. So. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, oh, that's like going to be real life. It's not going to be sci-fi in a minute.
1: Well, a lot of the stuff that we sit there and claim to be sci-fi actually becomes real life. I.e., oh, yeah. um, Star Trek. You know, mm-hmm. me up, Scotty had a cell phone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, you know, you know, a lot All of right. that stuff do come to life.
2: The yeah. Jetsons,
1: <laughs> right? I'm I
3: mean, sure. we don't, we don't, we're not high up in the sky yet. But I'm but still waiting for my flying car,
2: brother. I'm still waiting. waiting for they, me, they man. got them. We just ain't. They ain't for sale yet. Right, they were talking right. on video chat. They were video chatting like we are doing now. That's right. They were Doing all that.
1: Right. You're absolutely we're working right.
2: from, You're from home.
1: Right. You're yes. absolutely right. Sitting there yep. just video chatting and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. That's the original so, Zoom. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, um, we're gonna talk about our next topic, right? What our next topic is is paying homage to our ancestors, right? We're gonna shoot right on to that, and in paying homage to our ancestors, what we do every week, what we basically we give we give the flowers to those that came before us and paved the way for everything that we do in our lives. And first up for us, for paying homage to our ancestors, is my main man. Yo, I can't believe Joe is back. Yes, Joe. He's over did take you out, Joe. It, you got it. it, 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 it I, I survived. survived. I'm, I'm a survivor. A survivor. survivor. Listen, y'all see, see how my shirt is is pixelated? I'm yeah. dodging this like it's the matrix, brother. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> listen, I, I, listen. I got people actually really close to me that's really like rooting for me to get it for some reason because I'm sitting here and they're like, yo, I can't believe you don't. Listen, I'm not going to talk about how I feel about things, but listen, I'm just dodging it. Uh, Zach? Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. And homage to our ancestors. Talk to me, Joe. Who you got this week? Ah, well, I'm stepping up to the plate.
3: My. Um, My ancestor, we just recently lost a couple of weeks ago, Bishop Desmond Tutu. Mm. The late Bishop Desmond Tutu. Bishop Desmond Tutu was a South African bishop and theologian. He was known for his work in anti-apartheid and human rights activists. He was the Bishop of Johannesburg from 1985 to 1986 and the Archbishop of Cape Town from 1986 to 1996. I remember Bishop Tutu as one of those type of guys growing up. He was just somebody who was a peacemaker. You know, he didn't have a strong stance on a lot of things, but he was very peaceful with how he did. Yes, apartheid was like the African form of of, of inequality. And in some form, you would consider that close to slavery back in Africa. And I remember growing up, you know, Bishop Tutu was very, strong he was a strong supporter of anti-apartheid and he also uh wanted was one of those that was trying to get Nelson mandela free from africa as well so i'm glad that he was a prime example of how to handle situations peacefully and calmly and uh you know his his methods will be missed you know he was one of the good ones he was one of the last of the mohegans that actually handled things had a high stance of power and handled things with a calm and, and statured nature. So uh, Bishop Tutu, you will be missed.
1: All right. Paying homage to our ancestors is what we do right now. And this is the time when we give props and give them flowers to those that came before us, because what we're going to do next week, we're going to be all going we're going to, you know, those who make our ancestors proud, but this week we paid homage to our ancestors. So my man, Zachariah, tell me, who you paying homage to this week?
2: This week, I'm um, giving props to Nipsey Hussle. Um, American Ethiop- Ethiopian-American uh, born in South Central LA became a self-made um, hip-hop legend of, of, of now, since his death. Um, he started out in the early to mid-2000s, uh, his first mixtape, Slauson Boy. Uh, and that's what put him on the map, basically. He sold that out of the trunk of his car and ended up getting eventually what became a nationwide following. Um, then he followed with that his Bullets Ain't Got No Names, uh, and then the Marathon, and the Marathon Continues, and Crenshaw. Um that one, Jay-Z bought a hundred copies of that ta- mixtape at a hundred dollars a piece. Um l- he later on went to sell one of his t- mixtapes, I believe, for a thousand dollars a copy after that happened, uh, after um being counseled by Jay-Z, I believe. So we know him for Victory Lap. Most people don't recognize his his earlier work um until Victory Lap came out, which blew up after his death. Um, It was nominated for Best Rap Album in 2019 at the Grammys. And he also won, after his death, two Grammys for Racks in the Middle and Higher, um, Best Rap Performance, and Best Rap Song Performance categories. Um, But also, this man lived up to his name. He was a true hustler to heart. And he taught people in the Black community how to use whatever you're good at to make money and you don't need a handout. you He didn't have a record label behind him in his early days. He made his success, you know, just off of his grind, you know, and a determination. He had that mindset and that's what he always preached even in his later music. And toward, before his death, he came together and bought some land in the middle, in the heart of South Central LA, a little shopping mall where he opened up his Marathon clothing store and also, a youth community center that taught, um, you know, gave us place for kids to go after school and taught career um, and life skills um, for the youth in South Central LA to help them get off the streets and escape the... the. the um, the holds of the system, basically, to not become a statistic. And he, he was a true gang member that actually came out of that lifestyle and taught people how to hustle your way to success, no matter where you live or where you come from. And I uh, just want to give him props. The marathon does continue, Nipsey. And, oh, last point. He was bringing together before he died, which some believe this is part of the conspiracy of how we lost him, Uh, He set up a meeting between the police chief and the head blood in South Central L.A. and himself. And they were supposed to meet was a week after he was shot and killed. And they were going to create a truce between the police and the Bloods and the Crips. And that's why there was a march after his death with the Bloods and Crips uniting. So shout out to this man. He was bigger than life, which is one of my favorite songs by him. Nipsey Hussle, you did your damn thing and you left a print in the world.
1: Well, we obviously know that. Let's give props to Nipsey Hussle. We know that because you, you, you know, you went on a nice And the funny part about what people don't understand about Zachariah is that a lot of these stories come from the heart because he's actually experienced it. A lot of these um, situations over there in L.A., sometimes you can speak to, you know, to your truth and speak to your history, so, you know, and it's kind of, you know, that's kind of cool if you, if you ask me. That's why. Yeah. That's why I don't mind listening to it. That's why I don't mind hearing it when you when, when you get into your little to, to your little in story. my zone. Yeah, to, to your zone. <laughs> your zone. <Yeah. laughs> you know, but um, who I got? Because r- realistically, I mean, I like I can't. I didn't ever. I can I never met Christmas addicts. You have got people that you've met and you've been a part of, and they've been. A folk, you know, a real focal part about our history and when and thats kind of dope. Like you know, the Tupac story, and then you got the Nipsey Hussle story, and then you got—I um I think you said Kendrick Lamar as well, right? I think mm-hmm. you had a, had some yeah. runnings with Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. and I think you know um that just goes to show you know where you at in life. You understand what I am saying? To be honest with you, you know what I mean, because you. Oh, well you've come across a few few good men, you know what I mean? And, and that's no, no no BS, you know what I'm saying? So I don't mind when you get to those little zones. So don't feel no way, you know what I mean? I don't mind when you get them zones. Cause I, I you know, my my ancestor, you know my ancestor, you know, the, the, who I'm paying homage to is Crispus Addicts, the one Crispus Addicts. Christmas Addicts um, <laughs> immortalizes the first casualty of the American Revolutionary War. And the first African American hero. Um, he was in the front line of a group, 50 patriots defying British troops, when suddenly shots were fired. Christmas is the first person shot and killed with two bullets in the chest in a historic event that became known as the Boston Massacre. Four mm-hmm. men died and six were wounded. One man died later from his wound. As an African American patriot, Christmas Addicts represents the 5,000 African American soldiers who fought for an independent America. Um... What's crazy is that I brought up, I bring about Crispus Addicts role in the American Revolution um, because I, I, I've, I've recently started studying in a sense to where, you know, we are, you know, we, we, we were always in the front line. We were always the ones that were there front and center when it came down to many, many focal or many, many, many serious points in this country's existence. And um, we have to begin to be more patriotic when it comes down to to, to our role in this country. Period. You understand? So um, that's the reason why I bring up Christmas addicts because he ran. He, he listen. He just didn't want you know. As much as he didn't want to be a slave, he knew that he had to fight to give them reasons for him not to be a slave. You understand? Because right. he, he was a, yes. He was an icon for the anti-slavery movement. Um, he was fighting for his freedoms, all of that other stuff. You know what I mean? Because he was a slave and he fought for it and he became, you know, and he got free. And and in his freedom, he knew that he couldn't sit still in doing stuff. You understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to one of the to one of the pioneers of what we're doing now. You understand what I'm saying? And, and, And and a true patriot to what America is really about, and just one of the beginnings of why I feel that I need to be a little more patriotic when it comes down to our 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 claim to American history, you know? So shout out to Christmas Addicts. Yeah, pretty deep. But um that goes in that that comes from that sixteen nineteen stuff, y'all. I'm telling you, it just be changing my changing my whole thought pattern. But what we're going to do right now, we're going to go into one of our favorite segments. A lot of us, you know, we, we appreciate it and whatnot. We appreciate the segment because it gives us time to go into what's going on in the news. Um, current events. Current events, current events, current events, current events, current events. Um, so what we're going to do is Mayor Adams signs executive order to reform small business violations giving small businesses a break from unnecessary fines and penalties. Mayor Adams, of course, is the new the New New York City mayor here in New York. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Good. I don't know if that, because remember, we was, we was we was conflicted about his gunshots. We don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So we don't know if that gunshot <laughs> was a- <laughs> I, think, I think
3: those are shots of celebration. That
1: was a shot yeah. of celebration? Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Right. Right. Up, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a liquor shot? All right, all right, all right, yeah. all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So Mayor Adams signs the executive the reform small business violations, give a small business a break from necessary fines and penalties. Um, what do you think about that, Joe, being a native New Yorker? Uh, we know that small businesses, the
3: majority of them are minorities, people of color uh, and people of, 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 from other cultures, you know. And to have, I think, the lessening these penalties and needless fines help their businesses. So that's a great thing. If we were in an era right now where we would be open and uh, be able to make as much as we were able to, this would be definitely helpful. But because of the fact that we're still in a pandemic, I, I think it does lighten the load a little bit, you know, like more like storefront places. And, you know, like I said, minority business owners that have storefronts because these uh, these fines are unnecessary. Like they're only doing it for less to small businesses. Like they wouldn't find big businesses like that, you know. But, you know, I remember at oh, one point in time.
1: Or, or, or big businesses can handle those kind of fines and penalties. Yeah, They're absolutely. Yeah. Those, you know, maybe, maybe he's he's looking at it from a standpoint where, you know, the big businesses, yeah, y'all, y'all, can, y'all can eat those fines and, 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 and penalties, but the small business, not so much. Right, Zach? Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I tip my hat to him because, um, you know, I know it's early on in his, um, in his seat. And you know a lot of times when a politician gets into a seat, they forget about the little people that got them there right right and you know these small businesses are owned by minorities and blacks and you know the members of the community that don't usually get help so like you said those bigger businesses can handle those fines it's like they own the buildings that they run in their business out of whereas such a high overhead for the small business you got to pay rent you got to pay these fines you got to pay this and that to get the legal fees taken care of so definitely looking out for the little guy is is a good move uh for a politician and a mayor of new york to my husband.
1: Yeah, yeah, salute to him, and especially where people, you know, got all in the tizzy about some wording. You know, what I mean, I'm not even gonna talk about that because I really. <laughs> <feel like it. laughs> I, 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 yeah, you're right. Everyone gets fined, this impacts small business adversely, comparatively speaking. Exactly. Yeah, that's what, we're, right. that's what exactly. we're speaking to. We're speaking to that yeah. fact that whereas a big business, they can absorb those fines, and it's it's nothing. It's nothing to their bottom line. Whereas small yeah. businesses, they can't, you know, they can't handle those same things. Right. And I say the same thing with pricing, as far as commercial pricing and stuff like that. When you're dealing with small businesses, they shouldn't have to deal with those commercial pricing that they might have for them big businesses. It's, it, 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 you know, so it, it goes hand in hand. I get it, you know, and I, I salute to him. And again, like I said, especially with what's been happening as far as some of the things that he said, as far as um, what was the wording. Um, um, some people are not uh, you know not not equipped with what was the word in that academically inclined or something like that i don't know what the exact words were but yeah i don't remember the words exactly but low skill, uh, workers. Low skill we, workers yeah low skill workers me 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 personally i think he made a good point it just came out wrong for a lot of people because you just kept it on it. You understand, what I'm saying maybe he was just a emo- you know, maybe he's emotionally independent. <laughs> all
3: right, all right. I mean, we're not. I mean, <laughs> you look at society, you know, we're I won't say trained, but most of us are inbred as low skilled because the resources aren't there for us, I, and
1: that's what he was speaking to. No, so you, and I, I, I don't
3: know. think it was an insult, I think it was more or less a statement. So people it's know, keep it keep people it around. Hunt it. yeah, yeah,
1: you know. All right, so, um, Joe, Plessy versus Ferguson, pardon, after 132 years. What's that about?
3: Ah, well, Homer Plessy was a victim during the separate plus-equal era in the 1890s. You could kind of say he was the Rosa Parks before Rosa Parks, the Clovet Colvin before Clovet COVID. You know, he sat on a train in Louisiana in a white-only section and refused to leave when a conductor ordered him to move to a rail car reserved for blacks. Mm. He was arrested and convicted. Uh, violating uh, of a, on a at a trial violating the Separate Car Act of 1890. So hmm. 1890, it took 132 years to realize hmm. that this man wasn't wrong for what he did. Wow! It's a little. It's like like we said yesterday, too little, too late. You know, when somebody gets pardoned, it's almost like them saying, "Okay, we were wrong for making them guilty in the first place." But a lot of time has passed, so maybe so many people won't
2: remember it. Nah. Nah, this is a buffer. This is a buffer. They do things like this to buffer the rest of the news that show. Okay, there's so many things going on. Okay, another black man got shot by a white cop. Okay, this is happening over here in the black community. Oh, but don't forget. Hey, look, check out this case right here. He's this 132 year old case. He's got pardoned for it now. He wasn't wrong. It's just a buffer because you know there's so many yes, things man. that are still going on. The work that that he put in is still in it hasn't had an effect today it's still being you know there's still violations you know that 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 didn't make any changes you know that should have been changed by
1: now yeah i mean listen the pardon the pardon to me like you said it's just a buffer it's just something to keep us to keep us thinking that we're still achieving and we're getting somewhere as a people and whatnot when there should be mass changes it shouldn't be just things such as oh We realized that he was pardoned. No, it should be mass pardonings all the way across the board. That's when you show me changes. You know what I'm saying? Hundred people, and you said these hundred men who was accused of this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah. He was accused of this back in those days. He was accused of that. All of them are pardoned. You understand what I'm saying? Let's not give me one at a time, and let's not give me. One first at a time. Cause that's what they keep doing. They give us a first here and there. Oh, he's the first one to 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 to, to be hired by, you know, uh Morgan Stanley. He's the first to be running this section of such and such big major corporation. Okay. First, 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 first. They sell us a bunch of firsts, they give us a bunch of pardons. And then you know and exactly change all of the systemic BS that y'all give us. You know what I mean? Right, right. And one of these weeks, I want to set. I want to break down the system. where we always yep. talk about systemic oppression. We need to let people know what that system looks like. Exactly right. what system is going against you, so that way That's they right. can acknowledge from left to right and straightforward what the system is doing against us. You understand know what I'm saying? Because this yeah. is a system to keep giving us first to keep pardoning us. Way yonder, like, oh, who, who, who might need to, who might need to, but, need but to Molly, free today.
2: But Molly, right. you know why they gotta sprinkle it like that, right? You ever play Uno? You know, you gotta <laughs> say, you gotta save certain cards for when you gonna need them, right? That's they They gotta sprinkle it, they gotta <laughs> sprinkle it in there, you know, for when the next, you know, flurry of cases yeah, come up to show what happened
1: in this country. Yeah, and we keep yeah. going for it, and we keep exactly. going for it. For it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, listen, we know what it is. A bunch of firsts, a bunch of pardons ain't going to do us nothing. Let's get let's get it on. You know what I mean? All right. So basically, Canada, I I don't know nothing about this, Joe. Canada pledges three thirty one point five billion to settle fight over indigenous child welfare system. What is that about, Joe? Well,
3: they announced what would reach one of the most largest settlements in Canada's history. They wanted they're paying thirty one point five billion to fix the nation's discriminatory child welfare system and compensate the indigenous people harmed by it. So uh, it's it's similar to the child welfare system that's here. Uh, They're putting their money where their mouth is, per se. You know, I've always admired the country of Canada because they're one of the major countries that look at education, look at health. And they realize that it's something that should be offered to everybody. There's no price on that. Unlike this country, which is big business as usual. But Canada is one of those places that you could go. And they're like, this is offered to everybody across the board. There's no fees. There's no penalties. So looking at something like this, when you look at how most child welfare systems are, you know they're going to make sure the kids, uh, especially for the indigenous Canadians that were there, they're going to make sure that the families are taken care of. They're going to make sure that it's easier for families to adopt. They're going to make sure they have the funds to do that. You know, it's All not right. about parenting. It's not about poverty. It's about making sure that the children and in indigenous families are affected. You know, to make sure that they're uh-huh. taken care of. They're giving them uh-huh. better resources. You know, this. You know, that's one of the biggest systems here is the child welfare system here and a lot of people cities take advantage of that you know in, in a right. right. so the inner city alone So shout, C-
1: shout, canada, shout out to canada shout out to canada for that they're
3: make they're taking the steps that america should be taking so hopefully america looking in the background saying hmm yeah
1: that, that work that, for us. that's a piece of news that that's basically allows to, to to take a you know take a look within but you know being that we don't control anything how how far can we really look right um, thanks for thanks for enlightening us about that, Joe. Um, I want to go to the biggest story of the mall this past week, this past two weeks, the past three weeks, past four weeks. Um, is coronavirus right? So CDC guidelines allowing healthcare workers to work even though they have tested positive for COVID. Hmm. Can I get that little screenshot there that I had? That little little picture. I believe it's a little picture I had. I don't know. I'm not hmm. sure we can get it up there. But um on on it is yeah, yeah. So to say the CDC has now cut quarantine by half and will allow you to go to work if you are asymptomatic, meaning still have COVID but no symptoms. Just to be clear, you can go to work with COVID but fired if you're not vaxxed. Uh
2: make I, that make sense for me.
1: Yeah, none of it, none of it makes sense. Um and then also, at Mercy Medical Center. Now, I mean, listen, this is all things. If you if you if you're on um, Spotify or anything, you can't see this, but this is um, this is posted all around the hospital. It basically says, because you are critical staff, per CDC guidelines, per CDC guidelines, you are allowed to work even with a positive test or high risk exposure hmm. of COVID. So, you st- I, listen, I. So
2: people with COVID treating people with COVID and treating people that don't have it that are in the hospital, giving a risk to high exposure than usual.
3: Well, I think what they're betting on is the timeline of when you have it. They say after five days of having it, the symptoms aren't contagious, but I don't think that's necessarily true. You know, I, I, I think that there's still a chance that people can get it. But that's what the CDC is banking on They're banking that the transmission between others after those five or six days isn't well, as or isn't relevant at all.
2: Well, here's another. Um, there was a tweet that popped up and said um, within the past 48 hours, Biden has admitted that the virus can't be stopped. CNN admitted that masks are useless. And now the CDC has admitted that PCR tests are a fraud. The wheels are flying. They're starting to come off. ABC News says the newly updated CDC guidelines don't require testing at the end of isolation because PCR tests can stay positive for up to 12 weeks. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky tells ABC News.
1: All right. Listen, listen, listen. We could talk about COVID all day. I just want everybody to stay healthy and informed, get more information, get more information, get more information, stay informed. Do not go for the okie doke. And with that, we're going to take a quick break and come back where you know what I mean, because I like this one. It's not going to, we're going to talk about it. We ain't going to speak about it, but we want you to understand a message real quick. But well, we're going to come back from this message, from this short message from the Evening Rush Network. Peace. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417
0: or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share.
1: Wow, wow, wow. And we are back. And we are back. Of course, we're on the Evening Rush Network. We are also sponsored by Baller, my 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 favorite place to be, Big Appalachian Academy for the Yards. We are also on Instagram. That's um Instagram, that's at Plugged MJ. That's at Plugged MJ. We on Facebook, we on Spotify, we on all of those platforms we named earlier. And um, this is our one of our one of our new segments. We're trying to fit it in there. We're trying to get it in there, but you know, we we get this flowing about the current events because we have a few more topics in current events that we didn't even touch, like a- Antonio Brown's thing situation. But I think we could touch on that next week because it's uh, you know, give it a week and see how it plays out. It's about right. Corona, some new variant. You know, the new variant. Ooh, You yeah, what I mean, well, we, a mix. it's a mix, a mix between the flu it's and corona. corona. Yeah, Corona and flu and the flu. Isn't it already a mix? Don't you already get flu like symptoms when you get the coronavirus? But eh, miss me with that. So we're gonna we go, go with our next our next segment. You know what I mean, real quick. Throw that up there. So this is a quote that you're not seeing on Spotify and anywhere else that might not have any video um 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 reception. Um Dr. Amos Nelson Wilson. He has a quote saying. If you want to understand any problem in America, you need to focus on who profits from that problem, not on who suffers from the problem, which mm-hmm. is usually us as a people. You understand? Okay. And who profits from it is usually the wealthy. It's usually those the, elite. Who, those the, elite. the elite. Exactly. So, if you want to pro- understand any problem in America, that's a good tip right there. Focus on who profits from it. You know what I mean? And then you'll understand what the problem is right then and there. Mm-hmm. Well,
3: that's that's pretty much basic for any systematic structure. Yep. Anybody who controls the situation, they have the power to make it even for everybody else. So right. that's what Dr. Wilson was pretty much trying to state.
1: And so, that and that also what leads, what leads into our topic yeah. for today because it deals with mental health. It deals with understanding these same scenarios where you understand who profits from from from, from our emotional ruts, right? All right. So health or wealth, right? That's a good question. Health or wealth the causes and the causes and effects of emotional independence. Okay? All right? So today, I mean, it's a little deep, right? Because we've sat here and we was in our pre, pre-meeting pre and we was breaking it down and we was trying to figure it out. And when we broke it down, it's so many layers. You know, it's so many layers to to, to what's going on here. You know, so talk to me, Joe, we'll, we'll t- give me definition of what the, the, the emotional independence, what is emotional independence, first and foremost,
3: Joe? Well, g- emotional independence is defined as a type of inner resilience that lets you know you can meet, solve, or be with any circumstance you face. It means building your sense of self on your own without depending on others to make you happy or tell you who you should
0: be.
1: Mm. So emotional independence is a positive is what you're saying. I mean, like, what do you think, Joe? What do you think, Zach? Zach, Emotional independence is a positive, no? Real quick.
2: I I mean, yes, absolutely. I believe so. I mean, it takes emotional independence to be able to navigate through the problems in life. If you let stress Mm -hmm. overtake you or little things sway you this way or that way, then what are you, like a leaf in the wind? You can't stand on your own two feet.
3: Mm-hmm. I piggyback off of what Zach said. It's a uh, it's, it's it's choices. It's a it's a choice that you have, and you're the solver of that choice. You don't have to depend on anybody else' decision. You can be comfortable with what you've done, and you don't have to worry about the uh, the feedback or the backlash if it was a negative one, because it's your choice, and there's nobody judging you or brushing
1: you on what you said or did. Why will we want to have emotional independence, though? What are the effects of his acquisition? Like, why why do we need emotional independence? It or is it a need? Like we say, why do we need it? Is there a need for emotional independence? And once we receive it, what is what are the effects of its of its acquisition? Like why like what. Well, well in, a,
3: in, a, in a society where everything is dependent on other people, you're dependent on people's opinions and feedback, and you're dependent on what they say and what they do, emotional dependence is very needed because it breaks the trends. It, it helps you figure out your life without having other people in your ear telling you what you should and should not do or second guessing yourself and your choices. So it's very important if you want to live life on your own
1: terms. But Zach, Zach, I, I, Zach. So I mean, like, cause for me, what it's sounding like is that like someone who who goes within themselves that much, where it's like, ah, you know what, I do any, I can meet anything, solve anything, be with any circumstance, and then you know, self for your own, depend on others, you know, without depend on others, no dependence, meaning you don't want to depend on others. It sounds like you have trust issues.
2: Uh, Yes, to a degree, I would I would agree. But you know, some of the greatest leaders the world have ever, ever known had trust issues. And that's because, you know, when you become in, the, in into that mental state of mindset where you have to be the leader, you have to have that emotional, emotional stability to be able to see things that other people can't to be able to de- deal with situations that other people might break or fall under the pressure of, you have to have a certain trust in yourself and you might not see that in other people that don't have that strength or that don't have the loyalty that you have to yourself or to the cause, you know? So yes, it is. But then at the same time, is that always a good thing when we're talking about, you know, a community or in your own home, you know? So yes, for certain roles, it's a, it's a strength. And then in, in other parts, that trust issue could be work against you as well. It's the catch 22.
1: So, I mean, it's it's a powerful tool to have. I mean, I, that's what I'm that's what I'm gathering, right? Because we talk about um, emotional pen- independence being generated with intrinsic mo- motivation, meaning it's internal. It's something that yeah. that internally you're motivated, you 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 self motivated. You know what I mean? But is there is there is there a con to that? Is there is there like because what we would like to talk about is there a catch twenty two in this situation? You know what I mean? Because We want to be emotionally independent, but then also you're saying that we need to build some type of trust in in the same sense. You know what I mean? So how can you be internal and external at the same time? Well, with the people that are closest to us, those trust- Give me a second. Give me a second. I I was like, I'm I'm going to target to Joe that one. Let let Joe, tackle that one real quick.
3: Well, I'm going to speak from my own personal experience. When I Usually when you're becoming an age of man, young adult, that's when you start experiencing that type of emotional uh, experience. You know, you're doing things that you normally wouldn't do. You're experiencing how life and how system works. But you also know in this environment, in certain environments, you have to play the hand that you're dealt, you know, you could be emotionally independent, but there are times when you can't use that to your advantage because of how the system is set up. And I know for me, when I was younger, I considered myself to be emotionally uh, independent. However, there were times when I shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I Because of a job that I worked at where they didn't require it, or if it ha- had to help me get somewhere that I need to do, I had to learn how to play the game. So there are ways where you can control that, or learn as you get older. Okay, I can show my emotional independence, but I have to learn when to use it, when it works best for me. Is there are times when you're old, when you're not? Ne- it's not necessarily meant to be that way because of the, syst- uh, the system or the position
1: that you're in. So speaking to the cast twenty-two, right? Because some people would, would think that in our community we have difficulty building. Building emotional independence, right? What is that difficult? Because we don't have trust in our community. So a lot of people, like I like me, I like to say that this show is an you know, one of those shows that could say that they they emotionally independent. You know what I mean? You I could say that Joe is emotionally independent. I could say Zachariah is emotionally independent. But I think it's you know, you yeah. Can oh well, a question that was made. It can be. If you're outspoken, you have emotional independence. What was the question? What was the question?
3: The question was, is emotional independence, uh, can it be intimidating? Mm. Absolutely, it can be intimidating. Oh, yeah. Because if you're an right. outspoken person and you have no filter, as they say, that's emotional independence. And remember a lot of people
1: producer. look remember at that as scary because... Producer. Go ahead. No, I said remember that producer.
3: Yes, a lot of people look at that as being uh, <laughs> scary because you're not that... <laughs> you, uh, they don't know what's going to come out your mouth. They don't know what you're going to say to kind of blow up or, uh, or, or make a scene uncomfortable. It may be the truth, but it might not be the right time to say it or just find other ways to say it. You could be emotionally independent. Zachariah, what you got to
1: say? I mean,
2: among humans and among animals, we have alphas and then you have the non-alphas. And sometimes the alphas are intimidating. Like Joe mentioned, you might be speaking truth and not everybody can handle the truth. You know, and if you're emotionally independent, you might be able to swallow that pill. And that gives you motivation for strength, whereas somebody else. It breaks them down.
1: So the question is for both of you: How do we strengthen the emotionally weak without the presence of trust? Meaning, we can't trust them, but we want to strengthen them. We don't want—they <laughs> don't trust us, but we well, want to strengthen them. is it? Them—they don't trust us. But we want to strengthen their their mental.
2: Can I answer that? Right. Um, I think sometimes. You know, I was reading something, you know, in business about creativity and how leaders promote creativity amongst their team. And it's by walking through example. And one thing was one key note was that you have to show confidence in your team members. It's like even the player that's not so good, you got to pass him the ball sometimes to show him that he could do it too, you know, or else he's going to constantly be that underperforming player. give
1: yeah, him the floor, give him the floor. and sentiment. Yeah, and,
2: and, you know, you notice this with Shaolin Monks. They'll take a three-year-old boy and have him conducting the class of adults, and the adults will take it seriously as if they were the sensei.
1: Oh, wait, give us less less confidence. Let's let's go. Let's go, go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, can you be can you be? Can you be emotionally weak be, be the most dangerous one in the room? Uh yeah, depending on how you
3: use that emotional weakness. If it's a breakdown, absolutely. Because yeah. that breakdown can lead to a volatile front, a physical front. So
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, that emotional that we emotional weakness, that's that's a form of being uh when you're emotionally weak. You're frantic. You're like a rat in a corner. You'll strike out at anyone and anything. And a most emotional weakness leads to a physical strength or a physical violent breakdown. And yes, you can be dangerous from that because if you don't have control of your emotions, it turns into... But
1: the question was, and it still remains, how do we strengthen the emotionally weak without the presence of trust? And what Zachariah is saying is that we we teach them early, right? So in teaching them early, we don't allow them to be weak later. So I yep. guess the emotionally weak, we allow that to be something that's done as a child. You know, that's a childhood feeling or what have you, because as you become older, we want you to be emotionally independent of all things. And Zachariah, I think you can you can speak to this, is that actually that's our upbringing in a sense, because yeah. remember those, like you was talking about the Shaolin monks and whatnot, and they would have young men teach. And guess what we were doing? We was young men teaching, because mm-hmm. I mean, you you saw me, I was a teenager, teaching the congregation and basically teaching them about their lives and such and, you know, that, 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 yeah. Um, One
2: one of my first teachings, why is it before your year?
1: Yeah, so maybe one of the ways is to strengthen it is to, like you said, um baptism on the fire in in a sense right,
2: believing in them, you got to give them some belief in them. see, and another thing, mistakes have to be yeah. told that it's okay because you can, you grow your most from your mistakes. It's only fair you failure when you give up, so if we have to teach this to the youth and even adults that may not be emotionally independent or strong you have to let them know look don't see we're in a society that makes you emotionally dependent you go online and everybody wants to fake and be somebody else on social media because there's a fad because there's a trend because of what is acceptable to us and everybody wants to fit in you know i read a quote that says would you rather be successful or satisfied and success is determined by other people
1: where that goes to our question of that other question that we got
2: hear the ending of it but satisfaction is determined by your own mind heart and
1: soul so which Mm. is better good question you know good question that was, a, that, was a, that was a good question. You, you stumped me real quick. Are you leaving
3: that for us to answer or are you giving, and tell everybody out in, in Radio Land and on the podcast
1: world to I mean go ahead it yeah. for themselves because I'm actually answering <laughs> it for myself. I, I, I right. I'm, I'm taking it personal. I'm gonna answer it for myself <laughs> and, and, and move on with that one. You said we help them by introducing the idea of goal setting. Remember that it requires internal there you motivation. Go. The individual has to desire to help change growth. Right. But when you when the system is against you. How do we make it look good, right? So we got to start putting it, in, you know what I'm saying? We got to make emotional independence something that people are seeking, the same way they might seek independence in itself. You know what I mean? You say, oh, I want to be independent. You know, I want to be free. Okay, we are free in a sense, right? We're sitting there feeling like we're free. We got our apartments. We got our homes. We're able to have children. All of these different things and whatnot. But what allows us to be better? What allows us to go that extra mile? That is that emotional independence because with everything that's against you, you're still going to sit there and trudge on. You're still still going to and and keep moving, right? Yeah. Because what the definition is as a type of inner resilience that lets you know you can meet, solve, yeah. and be with any circumstance you face. You got to read that over and over again, and you'll understand what it really means for yourself. Yeah. It means building your sense of self on your own without depending on others. You know what I mean? I mean, want, you never
2: know how strong you are until strength is your only option. And for some right. people who haven't been through those life threatening situations, then maybe you don't know what it's like, you know, and, and they don't oh. believe that they have that strength.
1: So now when you look at it, it sounds so harsh, right? Depend on us, I don't depend on nobody. I don't depend on nobody, it's my own this and the third. So it sounds a little selfish. It says does the presence of emotional independence mean the absence of vulnerability? Meaning, should you be able to trust? Because there's some people saying that you you can't really trust when you, you know, because that's what it's basically reading out to you. But should you be able to trust?
2: Doesn't it take emotional independence to be able to show your vulnerabilities, though? Because some of someone to put themselves in a vulnerable position and not fear the consequence of that. You have to be pretty secure with yourself. Uh, they
1: are they are sounding their emotional independence because right. they're like, listen, exactly. this is me, this is this is my own, this is what I'm doing. Okay, I get that. It's Joe.
3: Well, I was gonna say something very similar. I was gonna say, you're not fearful of consequence or anything into it because you know that the strength comes from within you, you mm-hmm. know that the independence lies within you, so you can so- allow yourself to be vulnerable. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, you can determine if it's too much or too little. Uh,
1: change it. because you're in control. So, emotional independence is about controlling of oneself, one's spiritual being, in a sense, I guess you would say. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Being comfortable being yourself, being comfortable in your own skin, in your own shoes, not feeling like you need to impress anybody else right mm. not
3: looking on the justification of other people uh not looking at their looking at their uh, uh, at their question achievements and, yeah achievements and saying oh i need to be like this no that's you right. you realize you have to you realize you have to uh build your own and and it's and, so and, deep.
1: It's and so it deep. is
3: it's a real deep topic and it's one of those things that it seems easy because we should all have it but why hasn't it been unlocked yet because we don't live in a system that provides us emotional independence
1: because i think we ride the wave of emotional independence in time in in in, in, in times like you know right we're circumstantial without emotional independence you know and and maybe that's a good thing i mean i don't know because it says because um we have a we have a bullet point says emotional independence is generated with intrinsic motivation meaning you know, internal motivation, meaning we want to, we want to be emotionally independent. You will want to because, yeah. and it has it to, to be, be in you, right? It has to be in you to want it, right? And say, so when, right. motiv- when Motivations are intrinsic. Changes in circumstances can and often does adversely affect progress towards goals, right? Because when it's, 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 it's it, because it, it's outside, people from the outside is bothering what you already know you need to do, which right. is so, which is so great of a point. You know what I mean? So it says you push towards progress regardless of changes in external factors. So that's why when you're emotionally independent, it doesn't matter what the external is doing. You know what I mean? You're still going to go forth with your goal. And that's that's like our show. You understand what I'm saying? No matter how many likes, no matter how many shares, week by week, what we're doing is putting out this information. Because what's going to happen is at some point in time, there's going to be a young man, a young woman, somebody an old man an old lady that's going to look at what we're doing and be changed for their life you know what i mean so you know and that goes into um it says uh one of our re- one of our writers says "Nah, it's those people who can't define themselves without identifying who they are to someone else that's when things go wrong the definition yep. self is dependent hmm. yeah
2: yeah and that's that's when you that's when you live in your life to trying to please everybody
1: uh yeah, I be telling, I be telling folk, I be telling this person they need to write in more often. They be, they be well, it's, to...
3: well is, <laughs> self, is, is the definition of self in this, in this instance, is it because you're depending on what other people uh say? Because uh-huh. if you weren't depending on what other people said, you have self-independence. Where, where does the definition of self? Where does the dependency come from in self? Like, you have to be, you're not depending from, you're not depending on others. You're depending on you.
1: But right. So, so, because I don't want to, because we, we listen, we broke down emotional independence, right? I think I think we gave everybody an idea of what emotional independence is, the choices. You can juggle it back and forth, right? Because we want to go, because remember, how we started off is health or wealth, right? Mm-hmm. That's where, like, that, that's where the emotional independence allow you to choose between, what's going to be for you what's not going to be for you right so it says what is the correlation between financial independence and emotional independence that's a good joe you want to start that one off
3: ah okay we have that's why it's phone in the background
1: no it's not mine oh okay No, that you
0: so
2: oh yeah. someone's calling oh. in oh we have a caller
0: all right yes i was I was doing too much typing and I couldn't get anything out <laughs> I wanted to say. So the point that I'm making, Joe, and everybody else on this platform. The point that I'm making is there are people who believe that they are that they are emotionally independent. You can't tell them otherwise. And so they move about life as though that that's the position they're in. However, they lack the ability to define who they are without attaching their relationship to somebody else. So it's mm-hmm. like, so my name is Jada, obviously this is Jada, right? I'm Jada. I can't just say, I am Jada, the mathematician who does and Z that runs this, that runs that. I have to say, I am Jada, the mother of Bam Bam. I am Jada, the mother of Amaya. I am Jada, the teacher of so-and-so, the wife of so-and-so, the daughter of so-and-so, the brother, sister, whatever. They have no self-definition. And so while they believe that they're emotionally independent because they think that they're setting goals and pursuing those goals, independent of those external factors, the external factors like the husband, the wife, the sister, the brother, the niece, the nephew, the aunt, the uncle, independent of those factors, they have no definition. So when those factors change, when family members fall out with each other, when friends fall out with each other, when coworkers are no longer there, when all of those external factors are now removed. Now we end up into this place where I'm extremely weak and vulnerable because I didn't take the time to recognize that vulnerability in myself prior to the removal of those external factors. This is why I'm saying it needs to be intrinsic. You cannot be emotionally independent until you're able to say who you are independent of everybody and everything around you. That is what what I'm trying to say. And that was just too much
1: effect. We know I,
2: to say. Well, that that goes that goes with the with the cliche that leaders are born, you know, and not right. made. You know, what I mean, right. if it's not in you, then yeah, you're gonna need that support from everybody that else to help validate. That is the
0: absolute you. truth. That you is know? the absolute truth. And I say this thing on a regular basis. For in my prof- I tell people all the time, I am gifted to teach. No one has taught me how to do this, and I don't know how to teach other people how to do it. I don't. Yeah. Like this is my yeah. God-given gift. and people need to understand that you may want a thing, but it may not be necessarily your calling, so you got to figure out who you are and what it meant for you and when you get that, that's when you're truly going to become independent let me get off the phone, I'm going to let y'all do y'all thing
2: (laughs) thank you thank you caller, you can call back anytime, we we enjoyed that (laughs) no problem bye (laughs) yeah, very good point, point. very good point
1: and and I, I totally it understand. Was a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a winded point. And <laughs> I totally understand. And I agree.
2: It was, a, it was a fresh air wind because, you know, yeah. we, we hardly ever get a caller. You know what I'm saying? So we so. need this
3: caller to call in every time they're on the show to bring in their point because they can, they can bring us back to where we need to be. So <laughs> I totally agree. But it, it's I, I look at it as. When somebody is feeding off of a, a dependency from somewhere else or, you know, they're using other people to claim their independence, that's not an independence itself. That's an independence. And that's just them putting on a front or putting a, a, a name behind who they are. But like you said, Jada, you said that once all that stuff is done, the strength is finding their own independence, because when they discover that it's not there anymore, can you really call it independence? No, it's just, it's worn out. It's Time is done. And now the challenge really begins. Where do you find that independence from? Do you go back to those others and say, hey, I've been leeching off of your name and your title for so long. How do I build my own? Or hold well, 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 time? Well,
1: well, well, the funny part is life is life is that way, you know, and, and that's where unity comes in. there Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we do latch on to one another. You understand what I'm saying? Um, I, I
2: think it has a lot to do with how we were raised. Also, you know, who who did you have around you? I mean, sure. we came up watching Bruce Lee, you know, and sure. listening to Bob Marley. You know what I mean? And people that were free thinkers and just pulled strength from in but, inside.
1: But so know? now, so now, when you talk about emotional independence, because this is, you know, we, we're, we're closing out. We in our being in our, our witching hour, as they would say. And whatnot, and we looked at the choice between health or wealth, right? We that's part of the topic as well. The choice between health or wealth, um, that's like, example, COVID versus your job, you know, understand what I'm saying, mm-hmm. meaning you know, get the COVID vaccine or lose your job, athletes playing through injuries or lose their job, you know, that's the Intel, you know, the Antonio Brown situation, mm-hmm. um. Keeping he- mental health issues, meaning you might be you might be bugging out in your head, but you'll keep it to, in, to yourself in order not to lose face over on your job or within your community, especially in the black community, because you don't want right. the, nobody pointing the finger um, at you. So these are the choices that's made through moat now, and the best choice about both of these things, the health of the wealth, the COVID versus your job, is your emotional independence. Those allow you to make these to make that the the, the tough choices. But when you think about it, when you put that money up there, you know what I mean? When you put money on the board, what you think? A lot of people, a lot of people give in when it comes to that money. And and it's
2: not necessarily for like the love of money, but you know, you gotta pay your bills. Your family might depend on you. So it's a it's a that's a tough situation, but it takes a really strong, independent person to stand up for their beliefs when their livelihood is threatened.
3: And that's more or less the case for no matter how much money you're making. If you're used to living life a style and the system tells you, oh, you got to have this amount to live, you're going to look at your lifestyle and say, well, can uh," people don't outweigh the pros and cons. People to make the choice that's where they're going to live comfortably because that's all they know. But well, but those who are financially uh, and emotionally independent, rather, they would say there'll always be opportunities for me to uh to to excel or the money doesn't mean everything in the world and they will take that choice to look for something different
1: but yeah i mean, think when you look at guys that,
2: that... i think that, that 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 that's true and not everybody is going to feel the same way about those those situations because personally i believe everything is a choice Whether you threaten my livelihood, whether you threaten to take away my family, when it comes to certain beliefs that I have, I will not compromise. You know, I've been in situations where that has been tested, where my life has been on the line. And until you have a mind made up, which is the most powerful force in this world, short of God or whatever you consider the higher power um, for me. That, that is the deciding factor of my emotional independence, what I believe in and what I'm willing to die for or sacrifice everything for. So for some people, that money might not mean nothing. For Whatever is your anchor might not mean nothing. Your but anchor like, has to be inside
1: your, your, your true beliefs in self. But like one of our writers that wrote this, like they'll put their life on the line, but not their kids because you have kids now. So when you think about it, yeah. you're like, All right, I'll go in the street and I'll be a soldier about it. But would you put your kids out in the street with you? And Ooh. I think there's some people that will choose that, and then I guess they're a little, you know, salute to them, right? They will choose to like listen. We all out here, um, 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 you know, we, you know, we all out here struggling together. You understand what I'm saying? We all because it's like the Doomsday people. You know what I'm saying? When they be like, "Oh, okay, we about to go into the mountains and 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 hunker down because we are waiting for the apocalypse to happen." They take their kids right along with them. You know, um, it's still a decision, and you know, and then remember. Yes, like I said, you're still emotionally independent because you still allow yourself to make the choices necessary for your life. So I guess you can't say that you're not emotionally independent when you make any one of these tough choices, but as a matter of fact, it, it, understand understand that you still have to make that choice. with right. no, And make that choice. You know what I mean? And making those choices allow you to, to, to step into the realm of being emotionally independent. You know what I mean? Like uh, athletes playing through injuries. That's a decision to make. You understand what I'm saying? Because you can either you can either um, um, um play play with the injury and hurt yourself further or you can take your stance and say no I'm not playing with that injury and 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 go you know and go from there what well, is a um a, a, a quote that says nobody can walk on your back unless
2: you bend over so it's up to me whether I let someone have that power or that control over me and they give me an ultimatum. I don't have to bend to your rules. I could do what I want to do at the end of the day. And that 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 then determine what the outcome is going to be. Am I willing to suffer the consequences or not? So when you're talking about emotional independence, are we just talking about in this case with this finances, financial the boundary between financial and emotional independence? We're not talking about making a decision, you know, whether you just. Are stressed out or not stressed out of a situation, but whether you're willing to sacrifice your financial financial dependence
1: for your emotional independence. Mm. Right? That's a good question. I mean, I mean, a lot of us has the, the the reason why this probably came up is because of COVID vaccines and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, you know. Um. I, I still chose my. I still chose my path. Um. Nothing. N- yeah. Yeah. It is quite possible. To have financial independence and emotional independence because right. what what we've broken down today for me, like what we've broken down, is that they they can actually um be two separate things. No, Joe. Yes,
3: I agree. Um, and there are a lot of people who don't see the consequences or what consequences there are because it balances each other. The um, you can you could have both. You can be emotionally independent and make sacrifices. You can, because if you realize that the sacrifice is not as bad as people make it to be or if something that you can live with, then it's not it's but, not it's not a negative sacrifice. It's, but then it's It just different.
1: goes up into the definition of what emotional independence is, because some people get caught up in the word and emotional independence. Oh, what does that mean? You know, I'm emotionally independent from everything. No, you're not closed off from nothing. It's it like it says it's a type of inner resistance that lets you know you can meet solve and be with any circumstances you face. It means building yourself of being the sense of self on your own without depending on others to make you happy or tell you who you should be. So without Mex- yeah, let you know you can make the decision is it covid versus your job, are you going to get the vaccine or you're going to keep your job. That's emotionally that once you make that decision, you're emotionally independent. Definitely. Um athletes playing through injuries. If you're going to play with the injury or not, You're emotionally independent. Don't allow anybody to tell you you're not independent emotionally just because you have to choose between health or wealth. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I
2: think that also boils down to the entrepreneurial mindset because even if you work for someone else, an entrepreneurial mind will be like, hey, I can make it happen regardless.
1: And it leads to a sense of emotional independence, Mm -hmm. right? So So if you want to avoid That, 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 that choice, that, that thing where you're saying, am I choosing financial independence over my emotional independence? You know what I mean? Or, you know, my financial independence over my morals, because that's what happens. Because, because, you know, your emotional independence is never wavering because there's something that's about you. Right. So now what you're thinking about is, is you're choosing the finances over the morals. Right. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, that's why being an entrepreneur... Entrepreneurs, entrepreneurship leads to a sense of total emotional independence. I I, I think there's a totality to it. I think you can't really get there until you reach a point where finances isn't something others dictate.
3: Right. It's not. It's not. It's not the dictation. Like I said, if you realize you don't you don't need that to survive, your independence is going to be you're going to have it regardless because you know that there are not factors or there are not strengths or weaknesses that'll guide you from your decision. So, yes, that's but, a,
1: that is an assumption. Yes. Right. So, you know, um, this was a very, very good topic, man. And I actually learned a lot, you know, just by, by, by talking about it, you know, of course, we're sponsored by baller, big police for County for the arts. Um, we're closing out here. Anything you got to say, Joe, towards the topic? I mean, because just remember, because we also was talking about the influence of media, music, movies, television, news, et cetera, on emotional independence. But I don't think, I think we touched on everything we need to touch on. So let's close out here.
3: Yes, and save us towards our our next portion of it, which we'll consider next week, where we'll be talking about uh, health in this this form as well. But um, just to let people know that you can develop independence on your own. You don't need the, the strength of others. You don't need the support or the influence of others to prove you're emotionally independent or not. So just also, you know, look at yourself and see what you can do. And don't be fearful of what may come of your choices.
1: Yes. Mental health in the black community. That's next week. And that's where we lead. And like, if you notice we you know, this this was almost like the part one to what we're going to do next week. Um, and we're going to probably bring in some of these, some of these same factors, emotional, you know, the emotional independence and all that stuff, because, um, that was a, that was actually a term that I I actually learned today in a sense, you know what I mean? Emotional independence, like, Oh, okay. I didn't know I was that you know? So that's a great thing. You know what I mean? Zachariah, close us out. Uh, just in relation to uh, what the show stands for, you know, this is an important
2: factor because we live in a society that, with the, all the systemic oppression going on, and everything that's meant to keep us in a small mindset, we have to realize that emotional independence is very important to grow as a people and and within a community that's being suppressed. So it is very important take to, to take heed to the to the notes that were mentioned today. Um, we will expand further on the factors that
1: that lead to whether we do or we don't have emotional independence in next week's show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And with that being said, man, I hope you know. I hope he gave you a guy's piece, you know, a jewel or two. You know, what I mean, you were you were plugged in with Molly and Joe and our brother Zachariah. Um, you, you know, you can you can. Tune us out right now. You can keep us plugged in. You know what I mean. Keep us in there. Keep us in that. Keep us in, the, in in your head, because you'll, you'll 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 do better in life by that. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Because I I definitely keep these brothers in my in my mind. You know what I mean? Oh right, right Words and whatnot. You know what I mean? Be able to to be able to stand with them every week on Thursdays. I gotta I gotta stay sharp. You know. So with that being into so, warriors. <laughs> <Mental> <laughs> yes, exactly. Mental Warriors. Mental <laughs> Warriors. You know what I mean? And with that being said, man, thanks everybody. Thanks again, The Evening Rush Network. Plug with Molly and Joe. Peace.